Listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Hey there, Rockstar SLP. So we are on another episode of the Real Talk SLP podcast. And today I'm going to be sharing a tale from my life to make you a better SLP. So I used to do these on my stories where I would share a story from my own personal life and draw conclusions um, and, and insights that could apply to being a better speech pathologist. And today, guys, I have an epic mom fail turn teachable SLP moment. I think you're going to get a chuckle. I know right now and at the time that this is going live, you are probably tired. You're not laughing. You are just like, when's the paperwork going to end? Kids are probably burned out with therapy. So I thought I would do a fun episode where you can get a chuckle, learn a little bit more about what my life is like as a mom, and and maybe take some takeaways, right, from this story. And I will share some SLP takeaways at the end. So before we jump into my epic mom fail story, um, I want to let you know that May is Better Speech and Hearing Month. And if you are looking for something to do that's just you know, a little bit festive will help, um, you know, your staff and your students, you know, know a little bit more about our field and our profession. I want to let you know that I have a mouth craftivity that is in my Teachers Pay Teachers store that can cover any speech or language goal. It does have some um, different speech and language facts, and there is now an editable page where there's a blank mouth talking bubble where you could put in your own facts or information that you could hate. So you can do this craft with your students as their speech activity um, to work on their speech or language goals, or you can use it as a speech bulletin board to create some awareness about better speech and hearing month and, and all the things that we, we are experts in and the, and the things that we treat. So if you are interested in having an easy to adapt craft for your caseload that can also turn into a beautiful speech bulletin board, a homework um, activity to send home after you do it. Head to the to the show notes of this episode, and there is a clickable link to get the Mouthcraftivity. You can also go to my store, The Dabbling Speechy, and search Mouthcraft, and you will find it. Fun little fact, I had this idea, and my husband is a very good um, artist. He can draw really well. He helped develop this template for me. And it's one of my favorite crafts. It's one of those go-to crafts that I use every year around this time. You definitely can use it any time of the year, but this is like where I save it for this time of the year because they're so cute and they're pretty low prep. It's pretty low prep. There's like a mouth, a speech bubble, and I think one other piece. And so it's it's a really cute craft. I like it. Anyways, let's transition to my epic mom fail turned teachable SLP moment. So let's rewind some things here. Let's go back to December 
2021 when I was shopping for stocking stuffers for my three children. And so in our house, the stocking stuffers are always the thing that my kids have loved the most. They just have. They, I mean, sometimes I'm like, why do I even get them other presents? Because they've always been so excited and thankful for just the stocking stuffers. Those are, that's just the way my kids are wired. They love little like trinkets and little fun things. And so I always try to get some good stocking stuffers. Well, I have a teenager in the house and I have a preteen and a two-year-old. So shopping for certain age groups is getting a little bit more trickier, especially for the teenager, right? So I was at five below perusing, kind of soaking in the time of just being alone. And clearly I was, you know, I must've been out to lunch on a different planet because I got my son a shirt without really knowing the context of it. So I look up at all the shirts because at five below, they have a lot of different shirts that are just fun and different. And so I, I spotted this shirt that had ramen, a bowl of ramen noodles on it. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is be a perfect shirt for my son because he loves Asian food. He cooks us uh, ramen noodles. He's been experimenting with different sauces. And I was like, this is perfect. It's, it goes along right with his love for uh, Asian food and all things noodles. So I grabbed the shirt and I get some other things and I head home and I wrap up the shirt and we open it up and he's like, oh yeah, this is a cool shirt for around the house. But I for, I didn't realize I got a size large. And so that was, it was in an adult large. And so he was like, oh, I think it's too big. So I was like, oh, you can just use it as like a PJ shirt until, you know, you grow into it. Well, now we're going to fast forward to about a month ago when I was in the kitchen doing dishes looking outside at my son who was doing yard work and going, wait, what? And I'm looking at his shirt because he's wearing the shirt now. So he hasn't worn this shirt until, you know, last month or so he started wearing it. And I'm looking at the shirt as I'm washing dishes and going, why doesn't it say noodles? It says send nudes. So it said send nudes, N-O-O-D-S, send nudes. And slowly, ever so slowly, I started, the light bulb started going off, right? The aha moment started to uh, blink. <laughs> like, oh dear, wait, is that what it, is, is that a, do they mean nudes, like nude pictures? Oh dear, it's a pun. It's a pun, and I totally got that shirt for my child, and I immediately opened up the screen door, and I said, get in here. Get in here right now. I was like, get in here. Do you know what your shirt says? And he's like, yeah, it says send nudes. And I said, do you know what it means? Like, I was like, do you see it? Do you see it? And so <laughs> he goes, Oh, and I was going, Oh, and then I asked my husband, I said, do you know what his shirt means? Do you know what shirt I got him? Do you know what that means? And he, even my husband was kind of like, huh? Like, you know, I mean, on the one hand I was like, okay, at least we don't know like what these, you know, 
this gutter talk shirt is it's gutter talk it's sexually implicit explicit like on the one hand i was like oh good my son didn't really know um and then on the other hand it's like how did we not know you know (laughs) and so i was like you cannot wear this shirt ever again And I even had to take a picture of it because I was, and I sent it to my cousins and to some of my friends. And then I had, my sister-in-law happened to come over like that day as well when he was still doing yard work. And I go, look at the shirt, look at it. And she was like, Felice, like you didn't see it. And I'm like, no, I did not. I did not. Now, you know, that this brings me back to my my SLP takeaways. This this is a this is a big thing that we need to as clinicians remember. I have actually this is quite scary because I have other funny stories where I'm just like in the dark or completely, you know, thinking the best of a situation like something like this, that it's turned out completely different in therapy. Um, and that's for another day. I have some good ones, guys. I have some good stories. And so the main SLP takeaways here is always double check. Always look at something with fresh eyes before you use it in therapy. So that can go with always double check your reports. Really don't use templates that have people's names in it because you will probably miss them unless you are a meticulous uh, SLP. I've done that. I've messed up the pronouns because I was in a rush because I'm trying to finish a report. And I have learned my lesson there. And so now I have templates set up where it has nobody's pronouns in it or names so that if I use that template, I know I won't make that mistake again, right? So always double check your reports, look at things with a fresh, fresh set of eyes. And then, you know, when it comes to YouTube videos, this is the same situation. Really like vet those things or figure out what is going to pop up when you're doing a YouTube video lesson. Some ways to get around like those pop-up ads is to use the YouTube video on Edpuzzle. Um, You can use SafeTube. And I know there is some code that you can put into the YouTube video so that things, ads don't pop up, but always preview those YouTube videos. I know that I have, you know, used, um, I remember a while ago, I had created the winter YouTube Google slides for you all. And this was like last year I did this or the year before that. I can't remember. And there was this wordless video of, you know, set in the wintertime. And so I watched most of the wordless winter video, but there was this last part that I didn't watch. And so I started to get some messages from people that said, I think this video is a bit creepy and like horror-esque. And so I went back and watched the entire thing. And I was mortified because I, I didn't really preview it all the way to the end. Cause I was watching it like, Oh, this looks great. It's set in the winter scene. But ironically, I, so I sent out a message to everyone saying, I'm so sorry. I, I, 
I don't, you know, I would never want you guys to have content. I got a lot of really sweet messages that were like, you're human. It's also our responsibility to vet these videos and make decisions for our caseload. So that was really nice to hear. And then some people even said, my high schoolers love it. They loved it. And so I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Learn something new. But really the long story short on that is always preview your YouTube videos to make sure that it doesn't have cuss words or content that you didn't, you don't want your students to see. And, and to, to piggyback off that point and to kind of draw back to the, the whole, uh, send nudes t-shirt, um, you gotta know the student lingo, right? <clears throat> Before using it in therapy, you don't want to learn a new trendy TikTok dance or you know some sort of song, and then find out the lyrics to that song are like completely inappropriate for school because you just didn't know the lingo, you didn't know what some of these words mean. Because I'm telling you, I thought I was cool when I was like 28, 29, and I was at that time, you know, when I was in my late twenties, early thirties, I was working with middle school and high school. <laughs> I, I thought I was cool before I entered those buildings. And then I quickly realized like, I don't even know the lingo anymore. I used to know, like at least be aware of what they were talking about. And I, you know, I didn't even know. And so now if I was to go back to middle school, um, it would be an education. It would be an education. And that's when you sit down some students and you say, I need to know everything. I need to know what these things mean because they would probably, <laughs> probably know and would tell you, actually, I don't know if you should do that, but my point is make sure you know what the song lyrics mean, the certain vocabulary. Cause next thing you know, you might be doing something that could get you fired. Right. And we don't want that. So anyways, I hope that this was a fun episode for you, that you got a little chuckle. And this is just a reminder too, that we are not perfect. We um, make mistakes. We have fails every day, but we can turn them into teachable moments. And it, the, the moment you start to think that you're the only one that's messing up or, oh, Felice is just posting all these fabulous activities. She just must rock her sessions all the time. Just know that as much as I have gotten better as a clinician and I share my knowledge with you, what I've really gained over the years, and I'm in my 15th year now, is I've learned enough skills to know how to pivot when I fail without letting it be the end of the world or without going, man, that was a totally waste of my day. Because I've just learned ways to, to get back up quicker, to brush it off a little bit you know, faster. So I'm not sitting here down in the dumps. And sometimes those fails is, are what lead us to a more clearer path for how to serve our students better. So, you know, embrace them as much as you can and remind yourself that you are showing up every day. You are trying, you are, you're carrying a lot and you're not the only one. You aren't, you aren't. Um, I, I have some more stories in the works for this type of episode. I, I like talking about my real life, uh, you know, stories to share teachable moments. So I have some really good ones coming up within the next few months. I'm going to sprinkle them in here. So if you particularly like this episode and you want to hear more episodes like this, then leave a rating, a, you know, some feedback 
on the podcast, or you can also DM me or on Instagram at the dabbling speechy. And of course you can always email me Felice Clark at the dabbling speechy.com. As always SLPs, don't forget to be the SLP that every kid wants to see and stay inspired. I will talk with you next week. Uh-huh.